There. Tammy, can you hear us? Tammy. Dolly. Dolly Thomas. Good to have you. Is this working? Debbie Meshmeyer. <laughs> you guys, as you jump on, tell us where you're watching from and tell us how things are going in your part of the world. Connie, good to see you on here. Tracy Folly, hello. How's things in Virginia, Connie? Catherine Reese, sweet. I haven't hey, seen Catherine's Catherine. name for a little while. Good to see you on here, Catherine. Kate, Jamie. All right, cool guys. Well, good to see you. So, great news. We are finally back to work. We are here doing a clinic. Um, I just finished up like literally a couple minutes ago. We just, and just ran in here. Ran in here so we can be here with you guys. Skip Jacobs, good to see you, buddy. Um, anyways, we're glad to be back. Um, we're here at Bryce Canyon Mule Days. And uh, this is our second day of our clinic. We just finished up. Tomorrow's our last day. Been doing mealmanship one here and cow working. And oh, it feels good to be back. So we're blessed. Ray Lockhart, good to see you on here, man. Jeremy Wells, another Tennessee buddy. Good. Tammy King. Well, I hope things are going good for everybody. Hopefully you guys had time to get out there with your mules. The weather, I don't know how the weather is for all you all, but uh, here in Utah, it is awesome. It's, uh, it's hot it's already. <laughs> but I've been wearing my sunscreen, so my sunburn isn't so bad. It's not as bad as it should not be. Not bad. How much sun he's <laughs> yep. been getting. So, anyways, it's been good. As you guys are jumping on here, start asking your questions. Let us know what you're looking for and what you need help with and what's going on. And we will get to those in a little bit. Uh, before we begin, I want to thank our sponsors, Ernest Brenneman Salary. Uh, what's his number? Do you remember it? Fire Four, away. 417-589-0209. Yep. And then also Joseph G. Salary. Joe's a good buddy of mine. He builds great breast collars, britchins, everything. Look up josephgsaddlery.com. And then also Equine Jewel Designs. You know, what's she got? What's her site or whatever? Um, I think it's www.equinejeweleddesigns.com. She's on Facebook, though, Yep. as well. You can look her up. Yep, she's great. So, anyways, thanks to them. We're here for you guys. Jamie, I'm glad you're liking the podcasts. You liked the one with Sky. Everybody liked the one with Sky. That was good. <laughs> Who doesn't like the one with Sky? Me. So, anyways. So, um, today's meal tip I wanted to talk about, um, and I just decided this, um, right before we jumped on this video, I've been doing a private session here with a lady, and she's got this meal she traded for. She's been having trouble. She's had disappointments, and... She's uh, she's had a bunch of struggles. So, anyways, she's here. She did groundwork all day yesterday in Mealmanship One, which Mealmanship One is all riding. For those of you that don't know, so she did groundwork the whole time. And then last night we did a little private session, and uh, we did more groundwork. And I had her get on and off a bunch of times and do some fence work. And she made some progress. And today during Mealmanship One class, she did more groundwork, and she finally got on road. And last night. Her and and her her heckling her heckling mother. <laughs> heckling? Uh, oh my gosh, she was she was hounding her. Any, anyway, uh, they really wanted somebody else to ride this mule, but I know this lady and she's she's good and she can do it. And I could see uh, some good things in this mule, 
and so many people don't believe in me <laughs> you know what i uh, i honestly am really surprised at what ty can yeah. get people to do because <laughs> you can tell that they were not planning on yep. doing whatever he's like no you can do it and they're like what you know <laughs> but i'm glad that some people out there believe in me yes so no, they anyways trust, they tried they so you. so she tried to sort it out she did good and today she finally rode and then right here before we jumped on this video, this is who I'm talking about. Well, I took her out for a little trail ride on this mule. And um, anyways, I'm so proud of her. She just did good. But my message to you guys today is believe in yourself. If you if you're doing uh, if you're doing these things right, if you guys are doing the checklist, if you're going through these things and you're working hard at it. Um, and your mule is ready, it's time to move on to whatever it is. For this lady, it was getting on and riding the mule. And um, for some of you, it might be just finally getting out and doing anything with your mule. I don't know what it might be. But anyways, I'm real proud of this individual and what she's accomplished. But you guys, believe in yourself. Believe in the program. Um, and uh, Trust the process. Trust the process. Trust the tie. Trust the tie. Natalie, Natalie Garrett, I like that. <laughs> But you got to trust the process. And I don't tell folks, you don't need to have faith in me. You just need to have faith in that process. So that's the big piece of the puzzle. So anyways, that's my tip for you guys is to hang in there and believe in yourselves. So do you have anything you would like to add to that? Um, no. <laughs> I just think I have the same problem where I just, and I've said on here before, I think that I just have a hard time knowing when to push to the next thing. So that's yep. something I, I need to work on. Trust the process. Yeah, it is hard to know when to take the next step of things. And we've done previous episodes on that. Yeah. We've talked about when to take the next step. It's when things are checking off. So if you're working through the checklist and they're checking off, it's time to go ahead and move on and get to the next step. So anyways, that's your tip for the week. Um, I had a couple questions come in. This guy's got here for me. Um, all right, this is from Bob, uh, what is this last name, Cluding? 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 Cluding. Bob Cluding. If you're on here, Bob, say hello. Uh, Bob's question is, um, in regards to our Everyday Mealmanship Challenge, number 18. If you guys are on here and you don't know what that is, go to my website, click on Weekly Challenge Videos, and subscribe. I send out a free video every week of something you guys can work on. Following my checklist, everything's in order. Anyways, so his question is on challenge number 18 which is riding on course on a loose rein at all speeds and transitions that's a huge piece of the checklist folks riding on course on a loose rein at all speeds and transitions that's a big deal but uh, he says i understand the quote shape up and look prior to the leg pressure but can you elaborate on what exactly you are doing with your seat to communicate okay so if you guys are not familiar with what he's asking about um, our Everyday Mealmanship Challenge number 18. Go back and watch that video. In your, it should be in your email box, if you're, your inbox if you're subscribed to it. Anyways, so if I'm trying to get a mule to, let's say I'm riding and I, and I want to kind of go up to that hill over here to my right and I want my mule to go over there, I follow the, the, the process, um, the order of operations, I call it, seat, leg, rein. So this Bob is asking me, what do I do with my seat exactly to get the mule to shape up to go? Well, when I look to my right, 
my shoulders will kind of go to my right and my seat will kind of go to my right and it'll shift and that meal will feel that they're so much more sensitive than we give them credit for but the meal will feel that and they'll find it and some of your meals might ignore that seat position or that uh what they feel through your hips they might ignore that and and that's normal for a meal that's never been uh, never been used to using your seat okay so uh, but you just do it over and over again, and they'll pick up on it. But if you, it's one of those things. If you don't, if you don't use your seat, you lose your seat. I guess I don't know. There's they they get dull to it, and they don't care. Well, they'll and ignore they, it. I think in the beginning too, or no, yeah, maybe it is like you're saying. But like they just don't know that they're supposed. Like I watched like Ellie, you know, mm-hmm. and she has a hard time getting Tina to like follow any kind of feel at all. <laughs> but it's because Ellie's doing all kinds of goofy stuff and laying back and you know and like tina kind of has to ignore all of that you know so being more um what's the word uh just knowing what you're actually doing and doing things on purpose i think it's yep having intention there you know you gotta do it all the time we're down here at bryce cannon meal days like i said and uh the friend of mine puts this on his name is mclean meekham and he owns a big dude string here and he takes folks for rides and anyways they got a, a pretty cool operation but anyways they these dude meals i mean think about these guys they get completely adult of their riders they get these tourists that come in and they're just taking pictures of bryce canyon here and so the, they're looking side to side and, and and it doesn't mean much to them so if you ride like that they'll just ignore it over a period of time it'll just get dull to it um but uh if you do it every time when you're looking for somewhere to go they'll find it so that's a good question, Bob. Next question I got is from Lori Darlington. Have you seen Lori's name? Um, I'm not sure. Lori, really if you're on it. here, say hello. All you guys that send questions, and you better get on and watch. <laughs> okay, Lori's question is, why do mules sometimes throw their noses up in the air? I lost control of Rosanna's, that's her mule, uh, Rosanna's feet last night. She pointed her nose to the sky. And everything went to heck quickly. She bolts blindly when she does that. And it's hard to get her thinking again once that nose goes straight up. So she wants to know, uh, she says, I'm curious if you know why long ears seem to do the nose up move. All of them do it. Any equine, horses, donkeys, mules, if you don't get them, get them broke, they will, they will do that. So, um, Lori, what I'd be doing is lots of lateral work with them feet. Get to where you can roll the hinds. Get to where you can move the front. You get these feet softer and more movable. And the head stuff takes care of itself. When they stick their nose in the air, they're bracing on you. A lot of times there's probably contact on the rein. And they're bracing on you. Okay. So, and I do lateral flexion. Um, Once you get all your lateral work checked off, Lori, I would spend a lot of time picking up a soft feel. I'd be doing all those things. But the main thing is they stick their nose up in the air and they shove forward with their shoulders. That's what almost all of them will do when they stick that head in the air. If you go back to even the groundwork, the very first piece of the groundwork, if you guys remember, is clearing the front and getting these mules to shift to their haunches and move the front and yield to you. If you can get that going, Lori, that helped too. I guarantee there's a glitch there if this is happening to you. So I'd work on those things. Everything you want to add to that? Nope. I was... Distracted You're distracted. <laughs> it's coming knocking out the door. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is one more question I got, and then we'll get to the live ones. 
Um, Anu, Anuk, I can't remember that name. Anuk, Nathan. Uh, hello, Ty. I've got a question after watching your last weekly challenge video. I have trouble to canter or lope with my mules. One doesn't like uh, like it at all and sometimes tries to buck, but mostly how do you teach a mule to pick up a lope without accelerating the trot? I know the leg placement with a schooled horse or mule, but I don't know how to teach it to mules. Thank you. So um, I... What she said in there is how I do teach them to lope. I will trot them as fast as I can. When I'm first teaching it to a young colt, which is the first ride, very first ride I walk trot lope my mules within the first five minutes. So um, I immediately go through those transitions. And to get one to roll over into that lope, I will just trot uh, really fast and let them find it. As soon as they find it, I will relax and let them walk again. And I'll do that over and over and just work on that transition um, I don't hold it very long when they're learning how to lope. I don't hold it very long. I just shift up and down through the transition. Those transitions are the important piece for sure. So I did a lot of that. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's that's about it. I mean, I, I just, I what she said, without accelerating, that's what I do is I'll just trot as fast as I can. And then after you get your transitions dialed in, then it's easy just to shift up and down from a walk to a trot, walk to a lope, lope to a walk trot lope and just shift up and down through the transitions we do lots of that like in our mulemanship one class mulemanship two tons of that so hey nelly peterson she gonna be here soon steve dawson tammy king glad you guys are on here um let's get to these live questions sky if you guys are on you got questions feel free to post them on here we're happy to get to them so we're gonna scroll through and see what we can find here appreciate all you guys jumping on Hope everything's going good for you in your part of the world. Getting some good riding in. We're looking for questions here on this thing, folks. Folks from Ohio, Colorado. Ray Lockhart. Pros and cons of Makati Reigns. Uh, I ride with Makati Reigns, Ray. Um, I love them. Uh, it's just personal preference. Uh, the pros of it is that it's easily to adjust your rain length, Ray, you can get long on the rain, you can get short on the rain, and you have that coil in one hand all the time, so it's really easy to lengthen and close that rain up very quickly. Um, the cons to the Makai rain is that it's really easy to lengthen and shorten up really quickly. <laughs> I see a lot of people get way out on the Makai reins and they're lifting their reins clear up to their noses, and they have a hard time getting back. So, But I love them. I use them on all my Snafflebit mules and uh, my Hackamore mules. It takes some learning for Sky, sure. This guy doesn't seem to like them. I do. But I don't think you like them. I do, but I usually <laughs> am riding Chrome and she's mostly been out of the Snaffle. Yep. So, I don't I Right now, I'm just, I don't know what I like because we have so many different ones. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to reins, it's, it's pretty much what you like. Uh, like I said, I ride I ride Makati reins and Snafflebit and my Hackamore. When I go to the two rein... I have a set of Ramel reins, rawhide Ramel reins, and my Makati, a small one. And and then when I go up in the bridle, I'm in, in Ramel reins. Um, but some people like leather reins. Some people like... Split reins. Split, you can split reins, whatever. Rope reins. It doesn't matter. So whatever you like, Ray. Personal preference. What else we got here? Let's see what other questions we got. Lots of people are getting rain and snow. and. Jeez, I'm glad it's not raining and snowing here. It's, yeah. it's 75 and sunny. Uh, so Jennifer Schulte, am I saying that right? Or Schult? Jennifer Schult. Anyways. She's in grooming Missouri? a mule who is sensitive to brushing. Uh, 
I do have a video on we that. We got a video on that that we did. I had a mule that was that was kind of funny about that and and I've had a few that are a little bit worried about brushing. Um, the main thing with that with brushing and if they're sensitive is to get them comfortable, Jennifer. So uh, if I got one that really switches its tail and wants to move away or it's, it's pushy, I won't have it tied up when I brush it. I'll have it loose just like the saddling, a colt or something, and I'll go to brush it and if it moves or pushes or whatever, I will just yield the hinds away from me and then I'll go brush again. And um, as soon as they kind of ease up and relax, I'll just leave them alone. But that's what I do, Jennifer, every time. I'll try and get the video on here too. I'll yep. share it. What's that say, Sky? Read that. Jason Smith said, Hi guys, on the podcast you did with Sky, she talks about a mule that ran away with her inside an arena. Makes the comment that the mule was going too fast to do a one rein stop. Also said that at the time she didn't know what to do. Yeah, I learned afterwards what I should have done. So what should talk, I have done? Go ahead and talk about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tell them. So the mule just started, I could feel it kind of bunching up and like, we call it grabbing their butt when they just like pinch their butt underneath them, you know, mm -hmm. and their tail just smashes between their butt cheeks. And um, I was like, I, I could feel it building and I just didn't know. It was like, oh no, I don't know what to do. And it just, ha it just built so fast that now we're running. And my mind thought, oh, one rain stop. I've heard that before. <laughs> like uh, we were already running. Don't do it. We were already running, so I I just felt like I feel like if I pull him in a circle right now, we're just gonna go splat. And so anyway, what happened for those who didn't hear the podcast was he just ran right towards the fence. Last minute, he turned and I kept going and just hit right into the fence, flipped over it. She did the cartoon into the wall, yeah, imprint thing, yeah, and uh, scared the heck out of me. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> so tell me what you should have done. Well. What I should have done was kind of the preventative stuff. So like uh, working on the checklist stuff and rolling rolling the hinds and actually getting him moving because like your instinct when they want to go and you get scared is to stop. You just want to yep. stop. You want to stop all motion and you just want to get off. Yep. <laughs> but what I learned was I should have get kept him moving. Um, before he took off, I should have had him doing... What do you call them? Serpentines Serpentine, or figure eights? Like yeah, that. I mean just just getting him back with me. But and then even past that, if he was gone again, we were just in an arena. I should have just went with him and um, kept you know riding with him and uh, and then yeah, you could have loped a bunch of circles. Like we could have just kept just going. Lope, lope I mean, for an hour if you needed to. Yeah. The the one ring stop is not a good thing for emergencies. It's for right before the emergency, so I would I wouldn't have a problem doing it if they're kind of starting to get a little worried. I'd do it. That's fine. But if they're running off with you, if they're bucking, if they're bolting, whatever, plugging the problem, that's not the situation. You, it's not the right fix. You know, you need to move their feet, and get to their feet, and redirect those feet. So that's that's what I do. The one range stop is one of them things. It's just I hate even calling a one range stop anymore. I started calling it a lateral stop because people get confused with it. People think um, of it in an emergency yeah. sense rather than as an exercise for other yeah. things. I use the one range stop, or as I call it, the lateral stop, to prepare for the next piece of the checklist, which is after that, which is rolling the hind roll in the front. That's what I use the one range stop for. They have other to stop that, their front end. Yep. Other than that, I, I just, I don't, I don't use it for emergencies. Um, somebody asked me at a clinic, and that's what kind of got me thinking a lot. They said, "When's the last time you, you, uh, 
You use a one ring stop because one ran off, or you know you needed a one ring stop, and I couldn't give her an answer. I don't, I don't do it. I redirect those feet. Marilyn Cole Heston, glad you're on here, Marilyn. Uh, how can you stop a mule from bolting while leading on the ground? She's great under saddle. Uh, Marilyn, bend is your friend, okay? Um, there's a move on the ground that we do, rolling the hinds, returning to the circle. Marilyn, I would do a ton of that with a mule that's bolting on the ground. Ton of those. Um, you got to get them bending. When they get that neck rigid, that's what people see most of. But really what's shaping up in the feet is the problem. Those hinds are pushing away from you. Say you're going around the left, but that mule will get on a right lead when you're going to the left, and they will bolt and push and drop that outside shoulder. And if they get if they get angled away from you, you can't stop them. So it's it's getting a good handle on them, and um, and then I like to break up all that groundwork, uh, Marilyn, into small little pieces. So if you've been following along with like the challenges I've given you, a, a, a lot of my groundwork moves, and um, each of those little pieces, I just do I just do a little here, a little there, and uh, build some confidence. Once they kind of learn to bolt, those those uh, shoot they. Those negative things override some of the positive. So you got to get more positive experiences to override the negative. So I'd break it down to small pieces and keep building from there. But that's the main thing. Get control of those hindquarters. When they bolt away, they push with that inside hind so bad. So get control of that, Marilyn. That's my best tip I can give you right there. Well, there's somebody here dealing with that yeah. at the clinic. She's She has a heck of a time with her mule. And we were just talking to her about last night. And working in a controlled space is key mm -hmm. as well. You know, if you can be in a round pen where if they do get away from you, it's not the end of the world and they're yep. gone and left you and but, and you can work on it, then get them to hook on and go back to work. But right. um, when you're in a big open space like we're here at an arena, then it's a little harder to deal with. All right. That's, uh, that's a good question. Thanks, Marilyn. Um, Jennifer Schultz also asked another question. Um, desensitizing a mule to passing people and dogs on the trail. That's a really good question, Jennifer. Um, th this is a problem for a lot of people, uh, especially when you guys pass those those backpackers and they got their, <laughs> their big their, scary backpack. Their big scary backpack and their do rags on, and and half the time they got their heads down, they got their ear pods in, and they got their walking sticks, and they're just and they don't know the nothing about animals. Yeah. Yep. So first thing. I'll, I'll have a couple things I'll say about this. I don't do a lot of desensitizing. It's not like I'm going to go walk, go ride around a whole bunch of people walking around to get them used to it. It's not like I'm going to get a bunch of dogs, ride around a bunch of dogs to desensitize them, Jennifer, uh, because you just simply can't. Um, you can't do enough of it to get them totally desensitized. Well, and it's a different person each time. Yep, it's different a different scenario. place. You know, you can't. So what you can do, Jennifer, is work on getting your mule broke, getting them handy. A handy mule is a safe meal. It's it's a it's amazing how many folks say they come to clinics and stuff and they say, Ty, I don't need all that fancy arena stuff. I don't need to move the hinds and move the front. I just trail ride. But then it's the same people that say that 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 will they'll complain about the big problems. You know, like, oh geez, I passed a backpacker and they my mule scattered me. Well, what about that fancy arena stuff, man? You know? So get them handy, Jennifer. That'd be my first tip to you. And then um if you're on a mule that you know is a little bit bothered, you know, I know the whole yield thing on all the national forests and all the forest ground and BLM is, you know, everybody should yield to the horses. But it really doesn't work that way in real life. That's not real life. That's not how it works. And and I'd just as soon 
as soon just get off the trail myself and yield to them if i'm on something real nervous i'll get off the trail and let them walk past me rather than you know these guys will get barely off the trail and they kind of hide in the bush and then like they, they hold their breath and then or and then that itch yeah. their nose right when you walk by <laughs> oh remember remember me and your dad i tell you the story yeah. so i was riding with sky's dad we were out in the ruby mountains in nevada uh i don't know if you guys have been out there before but it's pretty cool pretty cool mountain range anyways we're riding out there and it was during the archery hunt and uh, we were coming down this pretty steep switchback and these guys in camo with their bows um, they were polite they were totally cool and polite but they they kind of sat off they got off the trail and sat and they were totally quiet and we were riding up and we were trying to talk to them they said hey how's it going and they they didn't say anything trying to get them to yep. talk they're just say, humans say you guys uh you guys out hunting didn't say anything they had they had ear pods in they weren't listening to us they couldn't hear us they just got off the trail they're being polite they didn't do anything wrong themselves but anyways old larry he's he was on a mule that uh named billy bob he's almost always on something and it was a touchy (laughs) son of a gun that mule just was real scared all the time anyways this mule was scared to death and he 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 rode past and he sees these guys in the corner of his eye and that mule jumps and it clears three or four switchbacks straight down the mountain and my gosh, that was a that was just nuts. I'm looking at Larry like, oh, I hope he lives, you know. He didn't. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on. He lives. Sorry. But uh, anyways, get your meal broke, Jennifer. That's the that's the moral of the story. And well, I think a lot of when you're working on the moves and stuff, then it's more familiar. So when they are in trouble, it's not like this brand new thing you're gonna try and introduce yep. and save, and they don't even know what, you know, so it's almost like a muscle memory yeah, thing. Yeah, and you know, I hear a lot of that. People say, well, I heard of this, and I did that then, but they, you, you got to practice it, you know. it's It doesn't matter what tools you have in the toolbox if you don't know how to use the tools, or it doesn't matter if you've heard of the tools, and, and but they're not there, you know. Like, well, I know what a screwdriver is. I need a screwdriver, but I don't have one. You know, that's it's pointless for you, but that's how some of these things are for you guys out on the trail unless you practice this stuff, but these have been some good questions today, folks. I sure appreciate you jumping on here. We're going to go get some dinner now. Our buddy Sam is cooking for us tonight. Yay! That's our favorite. So we're going to go get some dinner. Hope you guys have a great night where you are. Uh, I would love it if you guys would leave us a review on TS Mules, our group page. If you're listening to this on the podcast, the please leave us a review. Page. Yeah, the, the business page. If you're listening to this on the podcast, on Apple Podcasts, the only one that lets you leave a review, isn't it? If you listen on Apple Podcasts, give us a five star, and we're so grateful. But uh, we'll try to be here every Tuesday. We're sorry we're a little late this Tuesday. We were out there working and, and riding, and we're glad to be back. So, but thank we still you made guys. it. We, we want to make it. sure it happened. We're here for you. <laughs> but thanks, guys. Appreciate you being here. God bless you, and uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Have fun.